Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found... Geek Watch 1. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch 1. And the, as we've said the last couple shows, it is the holiday season, and this is going to be the final Geek Watch 1 of 2022. Yes, it is. Yeah. We've made it. At least in this in this universe, in a parallel universe, who knows? Yeah. You never know. In you may get like 75 universe. per year in those ones. It, it's not It's not even the holiday season in a parallel universe, so they just keep going. <laughs> yeah, and there's like 120 weeks in a year. Right. There you go. <laughs> Our numbers would jump a lot higher then. <laughs> right. We'd be a lot more tired. <laughs> so how are you guys doing? Good. Good. <clears throat> As you can hear, I had an interesting night last night at wrestling. My voice isn't <laughs> quite up to snuff, but I there was a lot of people out there, and everybody wanted to come and see Santa Claus, and it was a fun time. Good. They had Santa Claus there at intermission that you could um you could sign let him know the names of your kids before the show or. Um, a couple weeks before, and they had a gift for all the kids. Everybody that was there oh, signed nice. up. That's cool. I walked in um, to the show on yesterday afternoon and saw an entire eight-foot table was almost overflowing with gifts. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Awesome. That's cool. Grinch showed up. Yeah, then we had the Grinch was there, too, all night and found out it was a wrestler that was fired like six months ago. Oh! It was September, <laughs> I thought. September, I thought. Well... But um, and then you find out, and it was he was legit fired. He had made some um poor choices and boneheaded mistakes, and got himself fired. But he was off far enough that they eventually brought him back around, and he, out of nowhere, he shows up in the main event to um change the outcome. <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> it just goes to show you in wrestling, there is no never say never. You it doesn't matter what you do, you may end up back where you started. Right, that's right. true. Actually, we had last weekend. We got to see the Grinch a few times. He we was, did. He was funny. Well, okay, so we were at Odd Mall last weekend. And, How'd that go? Uh, it was okay. There were some issues with the location that um, I think prevented it from being a bigger show. Um, yeah, I heard but, a lot of people were having a hard time finding where it was. <laughs> well, I mean, the the actually finding the building was when, was one issue, but they did put things outside to kind of let everyone know what entrance it was. Um, so there, you know, there wasn't much else you could kind of do, uh, just because of the way that complex is, it's like one address, but like 25 buildings. <laughs> so right. it's a little difficult. Um, what happens when you re- but, rework an old factory? <laughs> right. But, uh, the, the main issues had to do with the fact that the space was still under a bit of construction that was supposed to be finished. And, uh, it, it, it's not a space we'll probably be at again because once they finish it, it's going to be rented out for offices or something. Yeah. Right. Um, I know. Looking so, at the, but, just looking at the map, it looked like it was basically just one big long hallway. Uh no, actually, it ended up being changed because of the under construction portion. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was a little more of a maze than a hallway. But there was like there's part of a hallway and then an L shape and then another room in the back and then there was the kind of cafeteria area they could use as well and. So the, it ended up having a good amount of space, right? Yeah. Um, but it was an okay. It was an okay show. We had uh, we had Krampus there, a, a really good Krampus leading around a slave and everything, and mm-hmm. um, and the Grinch was really good. Like he was at the door 
because it was on the fifth floor. So he was downstairs at the door a lot of the time. And he stayed in character the whole time, insulting people. And <laughs> he would occasionally come around the vendors and, and just basically say how much he hated everything you were selling. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it was, it was, it was a good thing. He stayed in character and, and full on suit and everything and grumpy the whole time. And right. Posed for photos and all that. So it was, it was fun. Cool. Um, yeah, so it was it was a good show. We'll see what happens next time because there's still a location issue up in the air for the next show. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, we'll see. But it was it was a pretty good show, and a lot of, a lot of people we know stopped by. Like every single day, there were people that we know who weren't vending who were stopping by to say hello and stuff. So right. So that was cool too. We got to see a lot of people. Yeah. Well, we had and Kylan did his readings of Die Hard Christmas Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. Uh, down in uh, in Charlie's Cafe at the Bounce Hub, yes, which was like across the the roadway from the building we were in, but right. a lot of people were there, so he had fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah it, it was just a good time. Uh, actually, uh, the the day one because so many people were there for the cosplay, um, <clears throat> like the the Bounce Hub was full, and so then I just. <laughs> I just stood up. Um, Kylan basically surprised people because a lot of them didn't know he was doing the reading. And he's like, hey, who wants to hear a Christmas story? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and everybody was on board for it. And actually, the one person came back to hear it again the next day. So <laughs> and uh, they they decided they want to take a body count of all the people that died that that uh, were not making it home for Christmas. <laughs> and um. Hey, I think it turned out to be seven. Now, in the movie, is a lot more than just Well, it's seven. a children's book. You have to leave some of them yeah. alive. Yeah, exactly. Not everyone can die in a children's book. No, no. So. So, so, yeah, Only so the mothers. That was, our, <laughs> <laughs> that was our fun last weekend. And then uh, oh, and then Monday was when you went, went to see the re- anniversary re-release of Conan. Yes. Yeah, that was um, – that was awesome. It was, it was 40th anniversary, and uh, – Pretty much, it was kind of cool. There were it was just straightforward, like no trailers, nothing at the beginning. It's nice when they have the events though, because usually yeah. you don't get the trailers, and you're like, let's just get to the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, for one thing, I I had been a long time since I seen that movie, so I there were things that happened in it that I had forgotten, and there were things also I kind of put in another order. And so it was almost like a whole new movie for me <laughs> to see it. Um, also, and Schwarzenegger doesn't look like himself anymore, so that's a whole new movie. right. And, you know, and like in my head, Schwarzenegger was a lot bigger than he is in like in the movie. I'm like, he's not as big as I remembered him being. Like he just looked massive. Yeah, you know. Well, you didn't you didn't see a lot of guys like that at the time, right? So yeah, so the difference is a massive guy it, now is a totally different look than a massive guy then. Yeah, like you right. get a, you get a lot more like action stars that are big guys now, right? And you've got a lot more like with wrestling and that kind of thing, right? Whereas back then he was one of the few that was in movies because I mean, they, I, even he couldn't really act, but he was right. in movies. Right. That's that's why I remember when they were going to do the remake of Conan, there there was huge rumors of someone like a Triple H from WWE actually um, doing the role right. because he has the right. physique and you know wrestlers can act. 
Yeah. Right. And so, so it was cool. It was cool to see that. And also to see a young, youngish Mako. And even Mako, even when he's young, looks old. Like, <laughs> like Mako, I think, has always looked like some people always look old. Yeah. Just like some always look young. Yeah. It's just their look. Yeah. So. Made a career of it. He did. He <laughs> did. That was something that it was interesting to see, see Mako and it's like, yeah, he's not. But you know the voice. Maybe it's just because the voice is always the same too. That's true. But that but yeah, it was it was good, and it made me even sadder that Conan the Destroyer sucked as bad as it did. <laughs> like and like, and that was something Andy and I talked about. Like, I guess the idea was <laughs> it was going to originally be a three movie. Yeah. You know, so you go. So it was Conan Barbarian, Conan Destroyer, and then Conan the King, but. They they went so campy with Conan the Destroyer that it ruined every it, it ruined the franchise. It was a movie of its time, though. Like that's yeah. kind of what you were getting at the time. Yeah, yeah. and that we, was the problem. When Conan first came out, it was one of the first of the '80s fantasy movies, one of the early ones. Right. Right. When the Destroyer right. came out, they were in the middle of all of the ones where they had all gone that way. Yeah, right. Yep. Also, so. it was one of the that was something they did in the '80s anyway. They would go for a hard R on the first movie, and, and then all of a sudden, they'd, well, let's see if we can get the kids to watch this too. So they drop it back to a PG or PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. They they were so they were much more concerned with box office than a lot of movies are today. That like if they don't put a big budget into it, a lot of movies these days aren't as concerned as their box office. Like they they just want to actually make a good movie and tell the story. Right. Whereas well, especially then with the action movies that were coming out, it's like, Hey, this is what everyone wants to see. This is getting big box office. So we got to make it the same way. Yeah. Another right. one that you can look at that did similar thing was RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah. The first RoboCop at this point may have gotten NC 17. Yeah. The RoboCop two and yeah, three, just... two got was closer to PG 13. Three was PG. Right. 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 I, well, I know cause there were parts there, there was talk. That the first RoboCop would have been NC-17 because of the sheer mm-hmm. violence. Yeah, and it's I, always I, like a little thing they have to take out. They're like, okay, we'll give you the R now, right? <laughs> and then I remember when I went to see uh, RoboCop two, and it was noticeably less R. Right. Yeah. And but and that was the actually first RoboCop was going like RoboCop, Blade Runner, all of those. Like yeah. that was like those were the hard R movies. Yeah. That they were all kind of around the same time too, right? And it, and I felt like it was to the detriment of the franchise, mm-hmm. which they did that to um, the Expendables. Luckily, the Expendables came back, right? Yeah, you know, because Expendables Two was a PG thirteen, and yeah, it was like a little lighter, like what the yeah, it, you know, and, really and then though, he said, "Okay, we if, messed up." Yeah, if you remember, in Expendables Two was really the major changes was language. Yeah. Most of the yeah. rest of it was still there. Right. Yeah, because really, like, even in the first Expendables and that, the violence is there, but not as much of the blood and stuff anyway. Right. So it's not, they didn't have much to change. No, no. It, but it, but the fact that they, they did change the language and stuff, yeah. it, it changed the feel. Right. It did. And it, it, it's weird because it's sort of like, I, so I, I, I'm a huge fan of the show Seal Team. So, Last year, the show went from CBS to Paramount Plus. Once that happened, language changed. Language changed, <laughs> and 
realistic military fighting language. And I, I'm legit more about the show now because it feels a little more authentic. Right. You know, and as opposed to like the earlier shows. And they're saying things a little harsher than damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and, and it's crazy. And it's weird when they do something like that. Like a lot of times, if you get a TV show that moves up to the um, movie screen. They always put in one or two things that they were never allowed to say on TV, and it's the, you're watching the movie, and all of a sudden you hear that, you're like, wait a minute. Okay, I guess this is a different world. Well, I mean, that honestly, and, I, and that maybe because of the, the time that it's on, Reginald Vampire. Yeah. Like, I have to tell myself that Reginald Vampire is on cable because yeah, it doesn't feel after like it. nine. Yeah. Because the words come out. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And, well, and hey, that was that was a great segue because we watched the finale. <laughs> we did. Yes. Well, the interview with the vampire the same way. And, yeah. Interview yes. with the vampire did the same. I mean, interview with the vampire went way farther than just language. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but they, I mean, honestly, I did like interview with the vampire the season. It was, uh, they, they definitely strayed from the novel, but in good ways. Like they did. A, and, and that, that that reveal in the finale was awesome, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes, and uh, and and Reginald the Vampire, uh, we we enjoy. I mean, we enjoyed the whole season. It's a little it's a little cornier take on vampires, but it actually takes a lot of it very seriously. It still has a lot of the lore and the mythology behind it, mm-hmm. and and all these things. And it's it, it was a pretty good story. And quite honestly, setting it in Akron meant almost nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah like, it, they, they mentioned it a couple times. They showed, you know, the cityscape a couple times. Nothing of anywhere they went looked anything like Akron, except no. for like the one house may have been like in Fairlawn. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. It, it vaguely looked mansion-y um, or Bath or something. Um, and then there was the one character who was kind of like one of the servant vampires and his name was LeBron James. And he didn't get why that was significant for being in Akron. And the the guy is French. (laughs) And he's French. So he's LeBron. (laughs) And so the guy's like, your name is LeBron James and you live in Akron. He goes, yeah. And he (laughs) says, really? And like, there's this whole thing. Cracking up. Like it was hilarious, but they have, they have some like stupid jokes and stuff, but it was, it was actually a decent story. Yeah, they right. Went, they went places. Yeah, we saw the I think the first one or two episodes. We just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch the rest. It reminds me yeah. almost of um, back in the late eighties, early nineties. There was a couple of vampire movies that were done. Um, stuff like Once Bitten or um, My Best Friend's a Vampire, and a couple other ones where they were like aimed more at a teenage audience, but they were a vampire comedy like that. It had a yeah, similar well, feel I mean, to it. Yeah, because this, this is definitely not a teenage audience. Yeah, um, but. Honestly, it's almost like the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Yeah. Well, that because one fits that right in with those ones, too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it, it's got the humor, but it takes things seriously. And, you know, they do kill people and they're mm-hmm. vampires and all this. So um, by the time you get to the end, it's got it got a lot deeper in, like, the lore and the significance and and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I have to admit that and it's kind of cool that they look at different traditions. Mm-hmm. For vampire lore, because you know, the, it, it, like you know, some for some, you know, garlic is a thing, and then for others, it's not. And then, you know, how did we get vampires? And some, and they do a really cool. They 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 handle the origin of vampires in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the, and you get used to the dorkiness of Reginald. Like yeah. he kind of grows on you. He's, that's what he's meant to do. But yeah. he stays a dork the whole time. But he kind of comes into himself a little bit more and gets more confident by the end of the season, which is nice to see. Like he's not just the pushover, right? Who accidentally ended up a vampire, you know? Right. So, but yeah, so that was if if you've got the time, watch it. It was worth it. Was it like fun. ten ep- Was it was it ten episodes? I think it was ten episodes. Yes, ten episodes. So if you get you no, know, you need time you away your from your family. Apps thing going on, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I know we um instead of Oddmall last weekend, we ended up just taking a weekend away down to Hocking Hills, which is beautiful. Even in the middle of the winter, it's beautiful down there. And it um. It's not. Huh. It's not winter yet. Well, it's close. <laughs> if you <laughs> look outside today in Ohio, in Akron, Ohio, it looks like winter. <laughs> Right? Barely. There's barely any snow. It's not like we've got that East Coast storm. Barely yeah. anything. Well, supposedly we're supposed to get a um, blizzard later this week, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, by, by Christmas mm-hmm. we're supposed to have more significant snow. Yes, but it was fun. We um, got to go down and just relax in the middle, in the woods. Some weird stuff happened when we were, while we are out in the hot tub listening to the woods. So, But there's all kinds of stories and things down on Hocking Hills. You never know. <laughs> I... So I'm not a believer 100% in all, in um like cryptids and stuff like that, but there was just some weird things. Well, you know, it's nature. Yeah. <laughs> you get mm-hmm. sounds and your imagination mm-hmm. takes it off. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, we were in a hot tub at 8 o'clock at night, and it smelled like somebody opened up a trash can. There's nothing around us. Like, in okay. our places. He doesn't smell anything half the time anyways. It was very, very bizarre. <laughs> and that for people who... um. Which could be anything. We, it could have been a Bigfoot or it could even have been a bear. Yeah, like actual animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More likely. Yeah. There's, there's a, um, no, the, we're out there and um, there's all kinds of stories. Vicky um, was talking to our buddy Seth Breedlove that does Small Town Monsters. And I guess there's all kinds of sightings of strange and unusual cryptids and things down in that direction. And, bl- and also black bear and everything else. So, and that's the mm-hmm. thing. People who um, pay attention to Bigfoot lore and things, that's one, like the smell of trash and stuff seems like the thing that they smell often around the, when they think that's around. So, right. That's what they claim to smell. It's true. So, you never know. I mean, right. and it was, and also there was no animal noises other at all out there. There was like no birds or anything else when all this is going on. Well, mm. I wouldn't expect birds around eight o'clock. So, <laughs> <laughs> but in general, it, it, like I said, it was interesting. You didn't know. And it just had, and um, Vicky had just the uneasy feeling. Like, you guys do the paranormal stuff. So, when you, you know, just you got to pay attention to that type of stuff with other things. You mm-hmm. never know. Right. So, it was fun, though. Right. It was a nice weekend. To li- this was like a 1936 ca- um, just cabin in the woods that was built. Then they built around it to add a little extra because it was just a one room cabin originally. Right. Oh, okay. okay. So, it was fun. It was a good time to just get back, get out, relax, shut off from everything else, and just have time to sit. <laughs> right. <laughs> But then um, later this week, we actually went and saw um, Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. And you can Mm -hmm. definitely tell, because anybody who knows in general James Cameron knows he has a little bit of an affinity and a little fondness for the ocean. Yeah. (laughs) And that comes through this in multiple times, because this looks, it's probably the best CG I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I was watching some of the behind the scenes, and a lot of the underwater um, shots that are on screen were actually filmed underwater with the actors, but um, the, like the animals look like they um, could be from here that we haven't discovered yet. It wasn't like he did some really strange thing that could never happen. Before. So it, it was like I said, it was probably the most beautiful picture I've ever seen. 
And I was surprised. Oh. It's a three-hour and 12-minute movie. And it actually, the pacing doesn't feel that long. Okay. It keeps the action going enough that there's no real downtime. That there's And there's no... A lot of the times that we've talked about even on the really long movies, you'll feel about three-quarters of the way through, oh, the movie feels like it's over. And then right. you got another hour. No, this, he actually, the story was, I mean, he had, what, 13 years to get this one uh, to screen? A very long time. That's yeah. Right. So he had plenty of time to play with the um, scripts and getting it just right with him and his other um, screenwriters and stuff that the script flows the whole way through. There's no, like, down point, major down points. There's, I mean, it, if you saw the first Avatar, there's a lot of social commentary in it. Mm-hmm. And that, this has that also, but it, it almost yeah, like doesn't smack you over the head as hard with it. Right. The one thing that was funny, though, I did notice there's one um, ship in here that is a major part of the thing. That's like a whale. Hunt, uh, they hunt these whales on the on Pandora mm-hmm. and that you can see the name of the ship written on the back of it. And it says research underneath it. OK. <laughs> and anybody who's um, watched Whale Wars or any of that stuff, supposedly the Japanese or I've seen it on the things, the Japanese whale hunting ships all have research painted on the side of it. Right. They they <laughs> claim it's research. Exactly. <laughs> And it was, this, and yeah. that was straight up the same thing. Because when they do find a whale, they end up um, drilling in and getting one part out of the, one little gland in the brain, and then scrap the rest of the whale. So that was a right. straight commentary ah. on the whale hunters for like Japan and stuff like that. But other than that, it was a, um, it was not nearly as blatant of this is what I don't like. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, as you, if you didn't get the message in the first one, he wasn't going to be able to get it through in the second. So yeah. right. <laughs> like- so. But it was a fun story. The um, all the kids we, and our um, friend Molly that we've talked about on here before actually was a, um, a stunt woman on it. She worked almost a year and a half on Avatar two and three, doing the mocap and doing wow. the stunts. And she actually and you find out she let us know this weekend and let everybody know on Facebook finally what she did on this. She was actually the stunt the, the on land stunt double for the youngest child. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So. <clears throat> She, I guess she said she worked with someone else that did all the underwater stuff. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, that's awesome. I have to, um, we need to call Molly and just talk to her and tell her how awesome it is. She is doing fantastic out there working. I mean, she's now Disney. She's in Star Wars. She's in Avatar. I got well, I I to have her like talk to some people for me. <laughs> I, I had seen a, an interview with a, like the stars in the movie and uh, what's her face? Zoe Saldana. She was. There's been so long between the first one and this one. She's done 25 movies since then. Yeah. <laughs> like she between the first and second. Wow. Because she didn't even think about that. They were like, do you know how many movies you've done between the first and second? And she was like, not really. Maybe like five or six. And they're like, no, you've done 25 movies. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I've had a decent career recently. <laughs> a bit of a stretch. <laughs> All those Marvel movies. Right. Oh, and the, and the Star Trek movies. Oh, that's true. She was in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, yeah, and like Vicky Star- said, even this, she's probably had five or six movies since this was filmed because this was filmed five years ago. That's true. Right. That's true. So, well, I watched the uh, the new the new new Pinocchio since there was a new one just a couple months ago. Um, the uh, Guillermo del Toro one that's stop motion that's on Netflix, uh, and I mean. When you get him doing a movie, it's going to be an interesting movie anyway, both visually and story-wise. It looks really, it looks so good. It just, it it doesn't even feel like it's stop motion, mm-hmm. and you almost forget that it is animated at some points just because you get so into the story. Well, that, and um, um, Guillermo del Toro, he tells a lot of dark stories and stuff, but if you watch his 
um, cinematography and stuff is always like that. You t- it's a to- yeah. he works on getting a totally immersive world. Right, absolutely. Like a- any of his other like actual live action movies, like you just get pulled into it just because of the way it's shot. Um, and this one, he he was using the original story, obviously, because you can't you know use the Disney story for everything. And and uh, as we know, original versions of things like fairy tales and such tend to be a little darker anyway. Right. Which is right in his wheelhouse. Uh, right. And this one, you actually see how Geppetto's son dies, which you don't see like in any other versions. No. Yeah. Well, um, the Disney version, he doesn't even have a son. Uh, well, yeah, technically he does. Uh, the, the son has died. That's why he's creating Pinocchio. That's kind of the whole point. Yeah. But do they actually mention uh, that? In- they, they mention it briefly in the original animated one. And it is in the more recent live action one. They mentioned mm-hmm. that oh, his okay. son died. Um, He's a widower and his son has also died. Um, but so this one you actually see more and it brings in, it actually brings in um, one of the world wars. And because it's in Italy, you get all this fascism kind of stuff, which is dark as it is. So it's like, you've got a realistic dark uh, that comes with all of this. And you end up getting a, um, Instead of Pleasure Island that we're all familiar with, where the kids go and essentially get taken as slaves, yeah, you get a um, fascist youth camp where um, the kids are taken, primarily the boys are taken, and trained as youth soldiers for fascism. Um, so it's it's kind of the same dark take on that sort of thing, where it's like let's let's let the boys have fun and play fight and do all this, and then we'll give them a real gun. Um, so, so that there's a very dark turn in the movie because of that. Um, and the, the leader of the camp basically wants Pinocchio because he learns that he can't die. Like what, there's some dark stuff where like Pinocchio gets killed multiple times in this movie and he comes back again because he's the forever boy and he can't die. Um, so, you know, they, it definitely plays on a lot of the death and the darkness in that way. And it has the same message overall by the end in terms of like, you know, don't, don't take for granted those in your lives and that kind of thing. And, and, uh, it, it, it's kind of funny, like it, it gets to the same message, but in a very strange way. Um, it's not by any means horror ish, like kids can definitely watch it just because it's Guillermo del Toro does not mean it's not for kids. It's still mm-hmm. for kids. Um, but it had, it was just like fascinating to watch and it had a, it had an interesting feel and the way they did the blue fairy and, um, the cricket who is voiced by Ewan McGregor. There's a lot of good voice talent in this. Um, but it was, it was good and it's a couple hours long. So it, there were a bit, a couple bits that were a little draggy. So I think it could have been a little less than two hours long, but, um, overall it was good. And I mean, it's on Netflix, so you've got Netflix anyway. It's worth a watch if you want something that's it's it's not a feel good movie by any means. But, well, no, Pinocchio uh, is not. <laughs> but it but it's a hell of a lot better than what Disney put out recently. So okay. say that about it. <laughs> but if you do want a feel good Christmas movie, get yourself the free Apple TV subscription that's available right now and watch Spirited, uh, because <laughs> that that had me at the first song. Like it's it's. Full on musical. There's musical numbers throughout. It's like I can see this happening on stage next year. Yeah. Like, well, you, and if it does well, it will be on stage because they do that. Right. Anytime there's a musical and 
in a movie or a TV show or anything else, if it does well, they're going to put it on Broadway. <laughs> well, I mean, it's already done well. Like they they released it in theaters, it did well. I think it might still be in some theaters. Um and it's been doing really well on Apple Apple TV Plus. Um but yeah, it's it's the it's the um singing Ryan Reynolds Christmas musical you never knew you wanted. <laughs> well, that seems like one of the few things he just hasn't done yet. Everything else he's pretty, he's pretty much covered. He needed a musical. Oh, singing and dancing. And they do actually make fun of the singing and dancing. Like it's it like it's a it's a movie that knows itself. There's a lot of jokes, a lot of humor. It's essentially at its base the Christmas Carol story, but they take a lot of liberties. They make like they poke fun at the whole thing. It it goes sideways many times because I mean you've got Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell playing off of each other. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's gonna happen, but it actually has some really good music. It's like very traditional, big movie musical feel. It's got right. dance numbers, music. It, it's I I actually heard one of the songs on the Sirius Christmas Station. They actually play it on there. Really? So you know it's not just specific to the movie. It's it's a little broader appeal and it was like i'll watch it kylan hasn't seen it yet i i i watched it but i'll watch it again with him because i definitely <laughs> want to watch it again but it was fun definitely fun awesome and like i said i used the free subscription if you don't know about this uh i think the code is still good for another couple weeks uh go to will smith's official instagram page he has the link in his bio you get two free months of apple tv plus and there's a lot of good stuff on Apple TV Plus. We had it for a year for free, and we just never had time to sit down and watch any of it. So I just ended up, I ended up canceling it anyway. And honestly, I just really wanted to watch it. I just wanted to see Spirited because I hadn't had a time to get to the theater mm-hmm. to see it. And then I'm just like, oh, there's these other. Th-. And the other thing on it that I watched this weekend was the f- uh, first few episodes of Central Park. If you don't know this one, it's done by the same people who do Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. but it's more musical. It's like songs all the time really it's awesome okay. and it's about the manager of central park and his family mm-hmm. and some other people who live around the park and who use the park on a daily basis mm-hmm. but it's got like the whole bob's burgers feel and the same animation and the humor okay and, and that kind of thing and it's got so it's got good voice josh gad is one of the voices david diggs and stanley tucci are a couple of the best voices stanley tucci is this millionaire matronly woman who hates Central Park. And David Diggs is her maid. Okay? <laughs> David Diggs. Snowpiercer's David Diggs. Yeah. Yes, is her maid. <laughs> and it's Thomas good, Jefferson. Yes, it's a good excuse to get them singing. I mean, that's really all there is to it. <laughs> to get David um, so yeah, you get a lot of people who are actually decent singers voicing these characters and it's fun i've watched like four or five episodes already and it's kind of fun so but yeah it is a legit offer that will smith has he he's giving the free subscription so that people see the movie emancipation his (laughs) current one that's about a slave Mm -hmm. um because everyone knows what happened with will smith over the past year and he doesn't want that to take away from all the hard work that went into this movie with the filmmakers and the other actors and everything. Mm-hmm. And he wants as many people as possible to see this movie. Right. It's not really my type of movie, and I honestly don't know if I'll watch it, but he's giving away two months free on Apple TV for it. Right. So it is it is a legit link. And actually, if when you sign up for it, you get the two months plus the one-week free Apple TV trial. So you get the two months plus a week. 
Okay. Cool. That gives you enough time to at least watch one thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, well, I mean, if you get a chance, uh, what's the series? Well, if you get a chance, there was the one series that we saw the first two seasons of before, <laughs> um, but we never got a chance to see a third one. Was the series C with Jason Momoa? Yeah, that doesn't interest me. It's um, it's interesting though. It's a dystopian future where everybody's blind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, it's been out there. Um, <laughs> Severance is the one that interests me because it looks like a, it's a weird office drama. Yeah. Technically, slightly sci-fi-ish thing. Yeah. That I was I was gonna watch. The, yeah. the, the one you want to watch? I think what is it? Something about old horses or something? Old the horses. Spy yeah. One with yeah. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Cold um, War stuff. Yeah. yeah. That so, was the one that you wanted yeah. to watch. Um. So, Apple TV has a lot of stuff on there. It's just there's a lot of stuff to watch everywhere. Talking, keeps talking Ted Lasso, and I'm like, but it looks feel good, and that's not me. Yeah, stop recommending it. <laughs> I have, I think, the first two seasons on DVD. I need to sit down and watch it at some point. Like, I, I like soccer, but this it's, it looks feel good. I'm not sure. Although, dude who plays Hercules now in the MCU is in it, so right. I don't know. Right. So we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. But yeah, go watch watch Spirited. Just get it just yeah. to watch Spirited and then oh. cancel it. <laughs> oh, and actually, um, on the gaming side, I am now obsessed with Marvel Snap. Um, I see commercials for that all the time. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Seriously, um, it, it's it's awesome because number one, you don't you you don't run the risk of getting caught up in a, a game that almost like requires that you play every day and you have to join alliances and all that stuff. No, it's none of that. All the, all the games are one-on-one pretty much an average game runs about maybe five minutes. Oh, okay. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, and I honestly, I've been playing for about a week now and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You, you get to, no, you're you're collecting different cards, and you can make different decks for you no know, whatever you, you know whatever you want. Uh, right now, I'm sitting on I got like four different decks that I have, all different themes, um, and it, it's and it's it's fun. Uh, you, you know there is a bit of strategy, uh, but you the more you play, the more you'll pick that up. Um, so it's a free card game on your phone, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but do you play? Do you play against other players, or do you play against the computer? You're playing against other players. Okay. But see, there's a timer. That's the reason why. That's the reason why the games only last like maybe at the most five minutes. So, like, if you're if if you're sitting there and you're one of those people, you like ah, I'm indecisive, and it you doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't, basically at that point you. The, the game ends and the other forfeit, person wins. Yeah. yeah, you forfeit. So, so you got no like own in. Right. But yeah, okay. so, and it's free. I mean, there is stuff that you can buy. As with all games. As with all games. But the truth is, if you play it enough, you collect enough of the other resources that you really so don't need to. So it is actually playable for free. Because a lot of these games, like, you can get it for free. Yeah. But then you can only play, like, one or two levels. And then it's just, like, it's not worth it because you can't no, get no, anything. No, no, I... No, you you can you can I I'm already at level twenty seven or twenty eight, okay. um, and the only difference is like if you're into variant cards, that that's the kind of stuff you buy. Oh, okay. Yeah, but otherwise, it's mostly cosmetic. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly cosmetic. Like like yeah. a lot of them end up being with like the the downloadable content and stuff. It's like cosmetic stuff. I want this this 
outfit for my character. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, okay, but fine. yeah, so yeah. Nice. Cool. So I just want to pass it on to y'all. So nice. How bad is it with and, ads and we, while you're when you're playing it? Huh? How bad are the ads in it? Oh, not, 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 no ads. No ads. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm really enjoying. I've been playing the, um, I've been playing the um, Star Trek Lower Decks game, and there's ads everywhere. (laughs) No, no, uh, no ads. Uh, Knock on wood, nothing yet. So that may change. Just because it just came out, Marvel wants to get more people. Right. Like, hey, we got no ads right right now i'm just i i'm waiting i'm patiently waiting for a nick fury card that that hasn't happened yet but (laughs) some of the cards that you get uh you get some really good cards to start out with and then as you continue to play you continue to get good cards you know so it's not like uh now oh i gotta buy that to get that oh Crap. Well, there you go. When yeah. you got your Christmas break and you want a little something to do to avoid yes. the family, then you just mm-hmm. <laughs> Marvel snaps the way to go. Yes. Cool. So, what else is going on out there? Uh, well, we did get uh a couple of trailers over the past week. Nothing. Well, one of them was well, actually, I guess two of them were long awaited uh for movies, and one was for season two of a series. Not as many trailers as we gotten in the past month or so before that. But um, we did get the season two trailer for The Legend of Vox Machina, uh, which is hitting Amazon Prime in January. If you don't know this one, if you're into D&D type things at all, uh, this is the animated series based on the critical role characters. And it's it's an adult animated series. This is not your kids D&D. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun. I watched the whole first season. Um, and I'm not, I'm not into watching like D and D kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's so like not stereotypical questy D and D stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, the bard is, he, he's like a horn dog the entire time. <laughs> and he's, right. he's doing things and, and the magic users, it's just, it's fun and a little crazy. And so, uh, Go ahead and catch the trailer. Like I said, it's hitting Prime in January, so it's not that far off. Uh, One of the ones that everyone's been waiting for a legit first look at gave us a teaser, and that's Barbie. Yes. Coming out next year uh, with uh, Margot Robbie in the lead. It's crazy how much she does look like Barbie. I mean, she's blonde and somewhat statuesque anyway so mm-hmm. um the the funny thing about the teaser is they like basically pay homage to 2001 a space odyssey yeah <laughs> if you if you've seen that film or you know the clip because the clip is more well known than the film itself you have the monolith and you have the apes throwing bones at it and all yes that. so in place of the monolith you have the original barbie in her black and white striped bathing suit which they got Margot Robbie is an exact match for that original Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a it's a plastic figure at first, and then it becomes her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an exact match for that Barbie in that in that image. And so you have little girls playing with dolls, and then they start smashing up the dolls. <laughs> <laughs> they were always baby dolls, but then uh, so uh, and then you finally get glimpses of bits of the movie. You get glimpses of. Um, Barbie dream houses. Her entire neighborhood is made up of all the Barbie dream houses. 
and uh, you get different looks at her. You get different. Lo you get looks at different Barbies. You have uh, Issa Rae as uh, President Barbie, and you have uh, you have uh, Margot Robbie as almost like a disco Barbie by the end of it. Then you get the various Kens because you have Ryan Gosling as the main one. But then you also get uh, like Shudi Gatwa is there as a black Ken. You have Simu Liu as an Asian dancing Ken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot going on in this little bitty teaser that's like a minute and a half long. Uh, and it looks a little crazy. And we knew it wasn't going to be kind of a typical movie. And I mean, I don't even know if this movie's meant for kids. Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, have, I have no idea. They have, they've given that like nothing in terms of what the actual plot will be, but we've seen the images and they look very Barbie-like and bright and yes. candy-colored and all that. So. That's that's where I was going to go because I, I was watching, we watched this trailer, they played it um, in front of Avatar and I'm like, this is very, very pink. Yeah, <laughs> it's, very, it's very Barbie. Like, it's, it's just very Barbie. Yes. It's undeniably, like, and I think that that might be where the movie goes. Like, it totally embraces the ridiculousness of what it is. Right. And I think that will make it work if it does that. And it, it almost looks like that's what it does in this trailer because come on, using 2001 as their homage at the beginning, like, yeah. ready? That's ridiculous, right? So, uh, so yeah, so there was that one, and uh, the other trailer that a lot of people have been highly anticipating, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, and this one, uh, the movie comes out next year, also. Uh, loads of Spider people, like there. Is yeah, all of them. You get you you get Miles talking to his mom a bit, and obviously they're still having family issues, and there's still things going on with his dad. And um, but then uh, then then Gwen kind of comes to his rescue, quote unquote rescue, and pulls him into a multiverse kind of thing where all the Spider people are on various. <laughs> <laughs> no idea where this place is, but all the Spider people are there at one time. Um, awesomely, you get to see Jessica Drew, aka the original Spider Woman. Um, and interestingly enough, this is the first ever pregnant superhero on the big screen. Okay. Really? First well, yeah. Ever. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and, uh, Issa Rae is voicing her and we also get, uh, Earth 928 Spider-Man, AKA Spider-Man 2099. Ah, okay. Who we saw at the very end of the first movie, mm -hmm. um, Miguel O'Hara. And uh, he seems to, I don't, not so much take a villainous turn, but an antagonistic turn mm -hmm. of some, for some reason, because he starts going after Miles and Gwen. Right. Uh, with, along with a lot of the other spider folks. So um, it, it looks interesting. I mean, the first one, the trailer looked interesting before we got that. So um, yeah. we know it's going to be good and there's going to be a lot going on and it'll be interesting to see which spider people play what roles. Yeah. Um, it looks like the older Peter Parker uh, made up with MJ and has a baby because he, he had a child carrier when he yeah. in the trailer. <laughs> right. So, and, and if you know from the comics, that didn't really happen. So right. we've got that multiverse going on. It also brings up, um, if a child of a um, superhero like this, how are they going to handle Are they going to say that the kid has powers too now? Uh, well, it, it depends. Sometimes they do that. Yeah, yeah I mean. Do sometimes they don't. Well, so Peter, see, the thing is, Peter's DNA was altered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so technically the child could would be have a mutant. powers. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. Um, yeah, if you were altered, so you're not a mutant. But any child you have was born that way, so that makes him a mutant. 
They are, yeah, they yeah. were born mutant. Yeah, well, born it's kind of like in, in the comics um, with Jessica and Luke Cage, their daughter, she was a mutant. Right. And she ended up having something going on. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it happens sometimes, but other times it doesn't. Like, other right. times it seems to skip them. So right. it'll be interesting to see if they mm -hmm. even bring the baby into it or if it's just a nod that this happened and he's moved on with his life. Right. Kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, so we got those trailers. Um, and in relation to that, we also found out more Spider-Verse news uh, involving Donald Glover. Now, we've seen him in Spider-Man before. We uh, we also know he voiced Miles Morales mm -hmm. um, in some of it. But apparently he will now star in and produce a new film centering on one of Spider-Man's less known and least popular villains, the Hypno-Hustler. Okay. Hypno-Hustler. A disco-inspired musical villain. <laughs> Look him up. It's crazy. Um, the film will be set in the Sony Spider-Man universe of films. Okay. Uh, and, uh, Miles Murphy, the son of comedian Eddie Murphy is attached to write the project. So apparently he's a writer. So it'll be interesting. Um, Hypno Hustler first appeared in 1978's Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man number 24. His real name is Antoine Delson. And the villain also led a band called the Mercy Killers. And by inserting hypnosis tech into the band's instruments, they would hypnotize their audience and rob them. Okay. That's not very disco. <laughs> it's not very disco. Um, but it'll be interesting, especially when you look at, like, the vibe that Donald Glover gave off as Lando. He yeah. Had, he had the 70s feel. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, it depends. If, if if this is set in the current Sony Spider-Man verse, it might not be a 70s thing, although he might still have the feel of it. Plus, obviously, the musical aspect drew him to this because he's a musician, too. Right. So... Hypnotize. Don, Don, Donald Glover singing or something, or maybe he'll turn him into more of a rapper instead of a mm -hmm. disco dude. Gonna be hypnotized. <laughs> but I just thought that was interesting. I'm like, okay, I almost want of. them to keep it disco, but have it in modern time. Yeah, have it, have it now. Yeah, keep it disco, yeah. but have it now. Yeah. So yeah, I, right. I mean, Sony's doing its thing, doing villains from the Spider Verse more than anything. They just um, gotta make it electronica. Yeah. That will work. That, that is the modern disco, really. Yeah. You know, so because we've got Craven the Hunter still coming out. Right. Um, and we've got, uh, what's that other, Madam Web still right. in the works. Dude, Glover so loves the, this type of movies and stuff. Because if you yep. look, Lando is still on the table somewhere, the TV series. Yep. He's got yep. this. Right. He's trying to get into the Spider-Verse this way. <laughs> right. Right. So. He's one of us. <laughs> well, he always has been, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he was pushing... He was pushing to be Miles Morales or have some role in Spider-Man. He was doing that for years. Like even in um, Community, you would see him wearing Spider-Man type stuff. Yeah. Like all the time. Well, I mean, he was in, was it No Way Home that he was in? And he was basically Miles' uncle. Yeah. He talked about his nephew. So yeah. He, he has been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they were kind of trying to bring Miles in. Miles exists there, but... Mm. They right. haven't done anything with them. No, no powers yet, probably. Uh, and there, there are rumors that Miles Morales was inspired by well, Donald Glover. Like, I guess the idea was, if it were to happen early enough when they created the character, that they wanted him to play the role. Right. You know, but right. you know, now he's, now he's a little older. He's going to be a villain instead. Right. <laughs> you always go from being the good guy to the villain eventually. Oh, the villain's right. always the fun part, anyway. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, and in other news, in you know, non-spider news, uh, a quickie, we found out that uh, Quantum Leap has been popular enough to get renewed for a second season. Nice. Uh, the the new one first debuted back in September and quickly became a hit for NBC and um, at one point averaging close to three million same day views. Not a plus three, but the same day, which is a big deal. Wow. Uh, and the series is one of the top series on Peacock, which I mean, it's Peacock. You don't get a lot. So, right. <laughs> but, but the fact that it's at the top when there's all these other popular series there, that's a big deal. And I mean, we've, We've been enjoying it, and that mm-hmm. had they had a good like cliffhangery kind of midseason finale thing going on. Yeah. Right. So, um, other more more fantasy related, not quite sci-fi, but more fantasy related series news. Uh, following the release of its critically acclaimed sequel, the God of War franchise is set to conquer television with a live action series on Prime Video. Well, it's about time. They've, I know they've been working on trying to get something on screen for a long time with that. Right, right. Uh, Rafe Judkins, who heads the Wheel of Time series, will serve as showrunner. And a couple of screenwriters from uh, Iron Man and Children of War will join as writers and executive producers. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of clout behind it. Right. Um, for those who know the game and know the characters, uh, according to the plot description, the series follows Kratos, the god of war, who, after exiling himself from his blood-soaked past in ancient Greece, hangs up his weapons forever in the Norse realm of Midgard. When his beloved wife dies, Kratos sets off on a dangerous journey with his estranged son to spread her ashes from the highest peak, his wife's final wish. Kratos soon realizes the journey is an epic quest in disguise, one which will test the bonds between father and son, and force Kratos to battle new gods and monsters for the fate of the world. Mm. So yeah, it's another, like, Full-on fantasy battling monsters. I mean, it's not going to be much fun if he's not battling something. If you well, see yeah. the character, that's true. <laughs> the whole point is is to have the battle. Um, and related to this, mm-hmm. we've had the ongoing saga of Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so we saw him in Black Adam, and uh, and and knew that you know, hey, Superman's back, and then all of a sudden. Nope, nope, he's not. <laughs> we we thought he was back, and then Henry Cavill left The Witcher because, hey, Superman's back, and now Superman's not back. But apparently he's not going back to The Witcher. What is he doing instead? The one thing he's wanted to do for, like, his entire life. And I'm just going to read you what he posted on Instagram. For 30 years, I have dreamt of seeing a Warhammer universe in live action. Now, after 22 years of experience in this industry, I finally feel that I have the skill set and experience to guide a Warhammer cinematic universe into life. Partnering with Vertigo has been a blessing beyond words, without which we might not have found the perfect home at Amazon. And having a home like Amazon will give us the freedom to be true to the massive scope of Warhammer. To all of you Warhammer fans out there, I promise to respect this IP that we love. I promise to bring you something familiar and I endeavor to bring you something fantastic that is as of yet unseen. Our first steps are to find our filmmaker, creator, and writer. Watch this space, my friends for the emperor, which apparently is one of their war cries. Yeah. Yeah. So the interesting thing is, I think they said this was, he's aiming at Warhammer 40 K, which isn't that future, but it's weird. It's future past fantasy, all of it all together. Right. And and he is legit a fan. He, 
pay, he paints the miniatures. He plays the games. Um, he has visited. There are videos on his Instagram and such where you can see him visiting the big Warhammer, um, Warhammer Land or whatever it's called in the UK, um, and just totally geeking out over some of the stuff. So you're actually getting something fan made, like in the best way. Yeah, yeah. And it, speaking speaking as a fan, because like Warhammer 40k, like I I, I love it. But I also know it's one of those things that had I, if I had the space for it, I would be all about it. Uh, a friend of mine turned me on to it. Uh, I, I I make myself stri- stick strictly to the books, books and <laughs> comics, for that reason, because um, it's such a big world, and I love the Space Wolves. That that's like my favorite faction. Um, the ultramarines are cool. I get the feeling. I not be honest with you. For some reason, I just get the feeling that when we see this, that uh, Cavill is going to be an ultramarine. I don't know why. I just that's just what I feel like. Yeah. But um, I I'm excited about this. Um, it's interesting because Marvel has the comic rights to it. They they've done a couple of uh series over the last couple of years. Um. But it's interesting that we're seeing the series over at uh, Amazon. But the truth is that since Disney doesn't really have – Disney and Marvel wouldn't have a hand on this anyway, I couldn't see it being over there with them in, in the first place. But um, Well, if you, if you look at a lot of the stuff that Amazon is doing now, they're very into fantasy. Right. Yeah. And also they're, the nice thing is looking at this, knowing um, – seeing – what we've seen already from Warhammer, from the games and stuff, it's going to be an expensive series to make. In Amazon, we've seen, especially with stuff like Rings of Power, they are not afraid to spend money if they need, if they want to. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, so that, I don't think the, so, the budget's that, not going to be an issue on this one. <laughs> the, Amazon seems to be really throwing money at a lot of fantasy. Like they, They're just like, yeah, we'll spend a billion dollars on the Lord of the Rings. Why not? Uh, but... Well, the nice thing is they're not just a straight media company, so they have the extra revenue. Exactly. They've got the money to spend. Uh, they, they can make it look like it should look. Come on. This is the um, company that's actually put, um, putting a hurt on Walmart. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I just have one last story that uh, I, I thought was kind of interesting for those who are fans of, of both animated movies and theme parks. Um, Universal Studios in Orlando will be adding – a first-of-its-kind attraction called VillainCon Minion Blast <laughs> to replace the old Shrek 4D attraction. And it's, this is just one attraction in what will be an entire Minions Land section of Universal Studios Orlando. Okay. Um, it'll even have, like, a Minions Cafe and stuff like that opening up. And so if you've seen the more recent movies, you know they had a thing called VillainCon, and it's like, it's 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 like a con with all the villains right where you brag about your latest deadly weapon mm. etc um so the villain con minion blast will actually see guests competing against each other using an interactive blaster on a motion-based pathway that takes them through physical sets enhanced with immersive screen technology to bring guests into an adventure-based game so mm. it sounds like it's not just something where you're just kind of kind of just sitting around shooting at things like you actually have to be involved with other people and you're moving through and around. Wow. Okay. Um, 
So it's, I mean, it sounds interesting and fun, and I'm sure there will be a ride through before it opens because that's what these theme parks do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they want um, everybody to know what you're getting. Right. So within the next few months, we'll we'll be getting that ride through because they obviously have already started this because the targeted opening date is actually next summer. It's summer 2023. So that gives us a wide range from like June through through September of when it could actually open. Um, they actually have a current Despicable Me Minion Mayhem attraction there. And so that'll be part of this new park section as well. And so you'll have at least two attractions plus the cafe to start with. Okay. Um, and then they're building it up. So that if seems you're like really that's, in- that's where they start with most of these. Like if you look at um, Hogwarts, they right. had what? The train ride and one other attraction and then all the rest was just right. built around it. And, mm-hmm. and, and part of it is because they want to make sure there's enough of a draw. Like mm-hmm. if they get enough people into it and they still have movies coming out and there's still good box office for those. I mean, all the Gru and Minions movies, Despicable Me stuff, has been really popular. Like, yeah. those movies don't fail when they come out. No, they don't. So, you know, it's it's a it's a winning proposition, unquestionably, to have to have this in your park. And plus, Universal kind of wants to have more going on that takes it away from Marvel. Because, right. <laughs> because even though they have the Marvel rights and they do have a Marvel. Um, the whole uh, what is it, Islands of Adventure mm-hmm. down in Orlando and that kind of thing. It it still gives Marvel credit for what they're putting on. Right. People think Marvel, and you know they're using it at Universal, but they're still thinking Marvel. So it kind of takes away from their full immersion into mm-hmm. Universal yeah. stuff. Well, I wonder so, a little bit um, if they may also because they did all that work on getting Hogwarts going. They get all that stuff to get Minions going now. I wonder if they're trying to slowly move away to see if they can get the Marvel stuff to drop a little bit on their parks where they can just right. let it go and transfer yeah. that to something else. But they want to make sure they have enough revenue before that. Right. And I mean, they can only go so far with the Marvel stuff that they have anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's likely the attraction of it is, is getting less and less for people going to the parks. Mm-hmm. So, and plus when you've got something with the minions, you're, you're involving the kids a lot more too. Like Hogwarts. Yes. It involves kids, but you're looking more a little preteen to teen. Whereas the stuff with a minions land, you can you can do a lot more younger kid stuff, and you're not having to focus on the the Nickelodeon stuff they've had in the past as right. well. Yeah, right. you can spread it out to that. So you probably sell like a lot of bananas. <laughs> a lot of bananas. A lot of yes. bananas. Yes. That's that's the treat at Universal. So that's that's my last bit of news because hey. that's all I got. So so like you know if they want to do a whole like package thing. You know, uh-huh. to to like you know make it all inclusive or something uh-huh. like that. Could they say, or or better yet, or they put they put them on like a boat or something. Uh-huh. They could say this ship is bananas. B N A N A S. What can they do that? But you went far for that. One. I did, you didn't went I? Real far. I I thought you know they could work in conjunction with Bush Gardens because. <laughs> you know, bananas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, but no. no, the ship is bananas. Uh, it's a banana boat. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm just I'm surprised Bush Gardens hasn't been I mean I don't know where everything's located the way it is down there I'm surprised it hasn't been folded into one of the other ones at this point uh no Bush Gardens is in Tampa so oh, okay. it's not even, yeah it's way it's north mm-hmm. um and plus literally owned by Bush so they're not letting it get folded mm-hmm. into anything else no. <laughs> but in it, in it right there close one, to Legoland they too? have one in Virginia as well but um, in that in that close to Legoland or something? Is Legoland in Tampa? I don't know if Legoland's in Tampa. I don't know. Tampa. But 
I don't know. Oh, yeah. Florida has an abundance I, of amusement parks. Yes. And they have Wiki Wachi where you can go see mermaids. Mm-hmm. And I think, isn't <laughs> Cypress Gardens still open where you can watch all this water skiing and stuff? Cypress Gardens is, I believe, near Wikiwachi. Like, when I was a kid, we went there. I remember Cypress mm. Gardens and the mermaids. I remember mm. all that stuff. I, I remember one mermaid uh, when we went to see, when we were at Disney. You remember uh, the little mermaid. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't so little. Yeah. Man. yeah. Seashells runneth over. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I remember her. It was surprising that they gave her that costume. Yeah. They put it that way. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a good casting right there. <laughs> tell you. Um the not so little mermaid. <laughs> like, you know, and I was there for my thirty fifth birthday. I will never forget it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I gotta say about plenty that. Plenty of reasons for adults to go to Disney. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, that's all, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> With that, this is the last show for this year. So, um, everybody, have a great um, holiday season. Hug your family. Bring in the new year with everybody. And um, Kyla Dawn, it's been great working with you guys for this, what, seven years we've done this now? Uh, we're approaching eight. We're approaching eight. Yeah. <laughs> so this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of January is our, um, the oh, end of eight thing. years doing this. That, that That's a large <laughs> amount of time to put into, an effort to put into this. We're almost at 350 shows. We are. We are one show away from 350. In the new year, our first show will be 350. And then second grade. Yeah, eight years old. Eight years old for in second grade. We yeah. finally made it to second grade. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did I say about that? But hey, happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas and all that good stuff. Joyce Kwanzaa. Yeah. So enjoy <laughs> the holidays. Like I said, hug your loved ones. And we will see you guys after the new year, in the year of 2023. The year yeah, of our Lord, know. 2023. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, um, everybody, have a good time, and remember, if you got, if you've enjoyed our show for all these times, we have a couple of weeks now for everybody to sit back and send us your holiday greetings. You can get to do that at www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, all social media, we are Geekwatch One. If you put Geekwatch One into a search bar and don't find us, let us know, Mr. Donald will take care of the problem. Because Santa's watching. Mm-hmm. And we saw him on T on the movie screens a couple weeks ago. And yeah, you don't want to upset that Santa. Don't no. Take him off. <laughs> you can also email us geekwatch1 at gmail.com. We are proud members of the Tangent Bound Network at tangentboundnetwork.com and the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective at weebygeekspc.com. Also, for all your holiday party needs, if you've not ordered your um, your catering for the party, get a hold of our buddy Charlie Murphy over with Stray Dog Akron, KFA 388. Uh, mm-hmm. Bob's Hamburg and everything else that he does. And you get a hold of him at StrayDogAkron.com or look up Stray Dog on Facebook and you get all of the different things he does. Right. So other than mm-hmm. that, for Kylan and Dawn and Vicky and myself, and for the end of 2022, just remember... No matter where you go, there you 